Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. Jeremy Ambrose and I'm Jovina Graham and welcome to another episode of question and answer with Bishop Julian Porteous good evening Bishop we have a wonderful question for you right now a question about something that the bishops have called the year of grace what is this year of grace well actually the year of grace has a, a I think a very interesting history in it being a uh, uh, a decision of the Bishop's Conference to have this particular year called the Year of Grace. It, uh, it, it emerged because um, for a couple of years the Bishops met when they were meeting, uh, began discussing what should we do to meet the challenges that, uh, that have emerged in the Church in our own time, in recent years. And, and we were talking about the idea maybe we should have a synod, maybe we should have a pastoral council, maybe we should have, uh, you know, identify particular issues and work out how they can be addressed. And so um, what we actually did, I thought, was a very interesting process. At our, we have two meetings each year. At each meeting, we'd set aside two to three hours. And what we would do is we'd just sit together as bishops and it would just be open for any bishop to make any comment about the challenges we face and how we should go about meeting these challenges. And as I said, initially we were thinking, as, as we tend to do, think in terms of doing something practical, doing uh, organising something, running some program or, or addressing some particular issue in some particular way. But as we, the more and more we spoke, we reflected on people, the, the bishops started to talk about what really is needed in the church in Australia today. And I remember very distinctly, it was a very significant moment for me personally, when one archbishop just simply said, it's about Jesus. And I felt that that was a, a, a special, I thought that was a moment of grace, actually. It's a moment when suddenly we were, were saying, it's not so much about programs, it's really about the quality of our faith in, our relationship with Jesus Christ. That that's... If you like, if we deal with that, the other issues will somehow work themselves out. And so, as we talked about that further, we were drawn to to consider uh, what I think is a wonderful document. It's a document that Pope John Paul II produced at the turn of the millennium in the year 2000. When uh, this particular document, he spoke about the fact, he said, look, as we go forward the new millennium, it's not to focus on a, on a program, it's to focus on a person. That was, that was really his, uh, his idea. And then he put forward the notion of, let's start afresh from Christ. So in other words, let's go back to Christ, let's centre ourselves on him, and let's go forward in the new millennium, you know, very much united with, with Christ. So this was the, the, the line of thought that was there. We, we eventually chose, we felt, starting afresh from Christ, we felt that mightn't be exactly the right word. Eventually we decided on this idea of a year of grace, but the subtitle of it was starting afresh from Christ. And the other 
the other idea behind it was also the, the idea of contemplating the face of Christ. So you'll see that a lot of the, the, lot of the posters and promotion associated with the Year of Grace has uh, quite an ancient icon of the face of Christ behind it. So all these sort of ideas uh, were the ideas behind this particular Year of Grace. In one sense, it was not so much saying, what, what should we do? It's rather saying, let us as a church in Australia focus more on the quality of the race we have with Christ. It's a bit of a long answer to it, but it's a, I think it's a very interesting story as to how the bishops came to this decision to have a year of grace. Yeah, there you have it, Javina, the behind-the-scenes story on why we have this year of grace. Well, now we've got the backstory. I, I find myself having to ask Bishop, and it seems like a bit of a silly question almost, but we hear this word grace so much in lots of different contexts. What is grace? Because that is, that is a, a very challenging question, I think, for a lot of Catholics. I remember hearing some interviews that were done uh, with some young people and they were asked, what is grace? And most of them really didn't have much idea at all. And until one girl did say, isn't that what, isn't that what we say before meals? <laughs> uh, so this word is it's a mysterious word, um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a very significant word. If you look, for instance, in the New Testament, you'll see the word used a great deal, particularly by St. Paul. He'll use the, the word a great deal. One of the things he says is he says, we are saved by grace and not by works. It's one of the great themes in his writings. I think largely because he, according to his own lights, his own understandings, was, was persecuting the Christians. Mm. And so it was only because there was the intervention of God in his life that he was converted, came to see the truth, and became, of course, the great evangelist. So he was very aware of the fact that, according to his own abilities and his own um, skills and understandings and knowledge, he really didn't know Christ. But grace came into his life. God touched his life. The grace of God came upon him and revealed the truth to him. So he talks a lot about this idea of grace from the point of view of the, really, the action of God, the action of God in, in, in a person's life. I think it's very important because I think Catholics tend to think that we save ourselves by virtue of our good works. That if I, if I do enough good stuff in my life, if I lead a good life and do the things I should be doing, I will earn or achieve heaven. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very much the view of many Catholics. Now, the whole idea of grace, St. Paul would say no. Now, we can't save ourselves by our works. It's by the grace of God we're saved, by the mercy of God, by the love of God, by the action of God, God's ultimately God's Holy Spirit being active in our life that, that actually enables us to, uh, to be saved, ultimately to go to eternal life. So this idea of grace, mysterious, yes, but it really, grace has to do with the presence and the activity of God in our lives. And, and the thing I always like to emphasize, it's absolutely real. So in this year of grace, after you've explained to us, Bishop, what, what grace is, how can we live a greater life of grace? Yeah, I, I think this year does uh, enable us to think about this question of, of grace in our lives. And I think one of the very beginning points is for us to s stop and look at our life and say, how has God been present in my life? How has God 
active in my life. Now maybe maybe we won't be able to talk about a St Paul on the road to Damascus type event, <laughs> you know, some powerful intervention. Although those, those, those things do happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people will say there was a moment where I really felt the hand of God touch my life. I, I really received some kind of revelation. You know, I was, I was going along one track and then somehow God intervened. God revealed himself to me, spoke to me, moved me in some way. Uh, that, in other words, this year offers us firstly the opportunity of looking more closely at our lives and realise that God has been there. And not only just been there walking alongside, but has actually intervened, has spoken, has revealed himself to me, has moved in my heart and my life. In some way, I'm on the path I'm on now. I have the faith I have now. I have the relation with God I have now because of the grace of God. Because it wasn't that I was intelligent enough or, or smart enough to, to understand things that I have the faith that I have, that I have the vision of life that I have. But, but when I look at my life, I say, no, I am where I am today because of the grace of God. I, I am who I am today because God has been present and active in my life. And so the beginning of, of that process will, will, will mean that we start to have more appreciation for the presence and the action of God in an ongoing way in our life. And so we will be like more attentive to the grace of God. Does that make some sense? Yeah, it certainly does. I, it's, it's a great opportunity we have here, Bishop Julian, in this special year dedicated. I, I guess I have a question that sounds like a grammatical question, but it, I think it goes a bit deeper and that's, why is the subtitle starting afresh from Christ and not with Christ? With Christ, yes. In fact, when I first saw it, I would have thought the same. I, in fact, sometimes when I wrote it down quickly, I wrote with rather than from. But that was the point of, and, and really it's a point of view of grace. We have to go back to the source and come from the source. So, so what we've been encouraged to do in, in the year of grace is to go back to Christ. And one of the things I'd like to, to encourage people to say is, how close am I to Christ? You know, I know him, I believe in him, I want to follow him, but how close am I actually to him so that, so that we have such a relationship that he is more the inspiration to my life? It's not me trying to live as though Christ what Christ would expect me to, to live as. Mm. Uh, in other words, I'm doing the effort. It's rather saying, I will seek to grow closer to Jesus Christ so that he becomes the inspiration. And if you like, coming closer to Christ will actually open me more to the grace of God so that God's grace is at work leading me forward, influencing, transforming, inspiring my life. So, so it's to go back to him so we can go forward from him. Hmm. That's the idea. Wow, that's amazing. That amazing is, that's, grace. Oh, it was going to have to happen sooner, sooner or later. <laughs> and it had to be Jeremy who said it. <laughs> Thank you, Bishop Julian, for a wonderful answer. Javina, we always have a moment when we just um, look at some little curiosity about, uh, about Christianity. That's right. Did you know? Did you know? And... and um, Jimmy, probably you've seen, I've often seen them on, on uh, backs of cars sometimes or on, uh, on 
particular Christian um, uh, literature, mm-hmm. you, you see just just the outline of a fish. Oh yes, it's just yes. the outline of a fish. There's nothing else. There's and and we understand uh, that this is a Christian symbol, but. I think often people are a bit mystified. Why a fish? Why the simple outline of a fish? Yeah. And in fact, it's it's a very ancient symbol. In the early um, times, of the, when the church was under persecution, um, sometimes it, it was a little bit of a secret symbol that, that Christians would use, which wouldn't be very obvious as a symbol. In fact, it's it's in the catacombs in uh, in in Rome, so it's it goes back to those very early times. Of the church, the um, the main um, reason for this being used as a symbol for Christians is that the Greek words for Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior. If you take the first letter of each of those words in Greek, because Greek was the language of, of the day, what they make up is the word ichthus, which means fish. So when the Christians would write in Greek, Jesus Christ, Son of God, Saviour, they, in Greek, the first letter of each of those words was actually made the word ichthus, fish. And so it was a symbol that Christians would have known to, um, to say that uh, this person's a Christian or this is a Christian house or something like this, ichthus, the fish. Wow. Wow, I did not know that. Did you, Jeremy? No, I didn't. I thought it had something to do with fishes of men or something. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. For sure. Thanks, Bishop Julian. Pleasure. You've been listening to Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. For more episodes, visit radio.org.au.